which tight end could be a surprise top five finisher in the 2022 season? All that more in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuke. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, as always, I am joined by my fantastic co-host, Marcus Mosher. Give him a follow over at Marcus underscore Mosher. Follow all of his work now over at, uh, you know, I don't know, like USA Today, PFF, Mr. Big Guns himself. Marcus, <laughs> happy Friday. How's it going? Uh, I, I Let's go. Well, okay. I will say this is my favorite weekend of the year coming up for a couple of different reasons. We've got football we got some drafts we've got, we got drafts we've got college football we've got the nfl season coming up on thursday everybody is hopeful about their teams uh i love labor day weekend this is gonna be a great show i can't wait to talk about some tight ends yeah as a football fan it is an exciting time because it's the last weekend we have before we have tangible results that will let us know how bad our teams really are plus um, our poor and- wives will never see us again so well, my wife will. I like Marcus. I don't know if people think about what this, like, what our lives consist of. Like, so I, uh, announcement coming. Um, you know, I'm still going to be working in the football, uh, sphere now that I've left DraftKings Nation. Um, my wife works for NFL Network. So it's literally just like, could you imagine if your wife was also in football? Like, how would you ever talk about anything else? And we don't. We don't ever talk about anything but football. And there are times where we literally have to say no more football. Like no, we are done with football talk today because if we don't cut ourselves off, we're just going to keep talking about football and it's so addicting. And Oh, I love football. That's why we have this uh, podcast. So today, Kate, we are doing our spiciest, our hottest, our boldest tight end takes going into the 2022 season. I know a couple of yours, I'm saving mine for last, but give us your first uh, bull take. Well, I'm a little nervous for your takes, Marcus, because I didn't sleep last night after your uh, spoiler alert. If, if <laughs> no, I'm not going to spoil it. Go listen you, to guys. yesterday's podcast. Go listen to yeah. go listen to the wide receiver spicy takes episode yes. if you haven't, because uh, you're and please actually, I would love to see what this looked like on YouTube if we could get a screenshot, Marcus, of my reaction to your wildest take of all time no it's gonna um, get wilder today you you just wait oh my god i'm okay all right all right so i'm gonna kick things off and it's really not going to be nearly as spicy as uh probably yours but i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna say austin hooper is a top six tight end in 2022 that's it. Just uh, nothing to back it up. Just a gut feel there. Well, no, I was just waiting for your reaction. I, I mean, I didn't even get it's it's we've seen Austin Hooper be a fantasy relevant tight end in the past. Now, that was with Atlanta with Matt Ryan. I have some doubts about his fit with Ryan Tannehill. But at the same time, like who else are they going to throw to? 
So, yeah, I, like also, I, I love that you talk about Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill. Like Ryan Tannehill's a great passer. Like, and so was Matt Ryan. I Like, I don't think Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill have as big a gap as you Maybe are insinuating not. by that comment. But that's just me. Um, Austin Hooper, I like when I look for my breakout tight ends, right? I am looking for talent and I'm looking for opportunity. Austin Hooper, we already know that he is a capable enough receiver and not necessarily as good a blocker, which is kind of that perfect recipe for a receiving tight end. And we want to keep him running rounds. We want to keep him, uh, we want to keep him in the position where he could catch balls instead of just blocking. So mm -hmm. he's that perfect mix already, just on a talent perspective. Now in 2022, Austin Hooper ranks second best in tight end strength of schedule. But like the, the most beautiful part is a, the opportunity, right? So looking at what the tight ends or what the Titans have done. Um, I mean, Marcus, it's, kind of interesting their strategy right like mm -hmm. there were only uh 10 wide receivers to receive targets from ryan Tannehill in 2021 only two wide receivers on their team had more than 50 targets and guess what marcus like nick westbrook akeen is that how you yep. pronounce yep. his name because yep. Uh, he is the only wide receiver remaining from the 2020 roster who had more than 10 targets like they have literally completely hauled over their entire wide receiver core. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while that's great for, uh, you know, opportunity for the new guys, cause they don't have uh, his, his like historical um, rapport to compete against that is going to create a lot of opportunity. Now, Austin Hooper, he's been there since the beginning. We know, um, you know, Robert Woods, uh, you know, brought in and free agency, had a torn ACL last year. So he hasn't been up to full speed uh, and, and he hasn't had all of the, the spring and all of the team drills throughout training camp, the way that we've seen Austin Hooper. Now from the gate, we've already seen lots of reports that, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill and Austin Hooper are building a rapport and he's slowly becoming one of his favorite targets you look at rookie Traylon Burks. He's come in and got off to a really shaky start to the season. Austin Hooper's really been the only kind of solid fixture in this receiving game throughout the entire offseason. Like, it's it's been Austin Hooper. Among 61 quarterbacks to have at least 250 pass attempts in the last three seasons, Ryan Tannehill ranked 51st in running back targets per game. They always say vacated targets mm -hmm. will go to the running back. I don't see that happening. He ranked 24th among those same 61 quarterbacks in tight end targets per game. I think this is going to translate. I mean, Marcus, like in 2018, 2019, before the Cleveland era, we saw Austin Hooper with back-to-back -to -back top six performances. So he's going to do it again this year. All right. You ready for me to be Mr. Wet Blanket? Mm, no. Uh there are some things to get a little bit worried about. Like his yards per target have now gone down in three straight seasons. His yards after the catch have now gone down in four straight seasons. When he was, you know, a top five, top six tight end back in 2018, 2019, he was finishing pretty consistently inside of the top seven in yards after the catch per target. 
that went all the way down to the 28th in the NFL last year. That could be a little bit because of the quarterback and that kind of stuff. But I do worry that he's going to have to be a pure volume guy rather than being an efficient tight end. Uh, Don't you think that he's he in for volume, though? He might get it. And that's that's the argument, right? In 2019, he got 97 targets, put up almost 800 yards and six touchdowns like he might. I don't think get, that's at all within, without, outside right. of the realm of possibility. He might get 102 targets this year, especially if Robert Woods can't stay healthy. So, from a volume play, it's not a bad option. And you know what the best part is, Marcus? In redraft leagues, Austin Hooper essentially free. Um, he's yeah, probably going probably. undrafted in most leagues, being drafted on average per fantasy pros as the tight end 24 in redraft free. leagues. Free. Free. Free, yep. free, free. A free, if it's free, it's for me. There you go. Uh, all right. Austin let's, Hooper uh, TM. We've got some more bold takes to uh, to get to. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info. Shout out to Pitt last night for winning a fantastic game. What a, what a great one. Uh, find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week one games. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MLB, NFL, MMA, MMA, excuse me, boxing and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Kate, bold take number two. Let's hear it. Robert Tanyan will finish uh, the back half of 2022. So let's say weeks uh, nine through seven or nine through 18, 18. Yeah. 18. 18. Oh my goodness. What year is it? (laughs) Nine through 18 as a top five tight end. I'm not banking for this to start the season, Marcus. I'm, very much tempering expectations. He's coming off a torn ACL and we know these players can start a bit slow, right? We know even if he's ready for week one, which that's still a question mark. So like, yeah, I'm not diving in to Robert Tunyon. I'm not drafting him in anything because I'm going to be able to find him on my waivers much later in the season. But Mm -hmm. Marcus looking at, Robert Tunyon and his opportunity this year, if healthy without Devonte Adams in the mix is it's, it's astounding. Essentially you're going to have uh, I know Alan Lazard is a big, you're, you're a big fan of Alan Lazard, but somewhat like, big fan. Yeah. Somewhat a, a casual fan. Uh, but like outside of Alan Lazard, who's not even a lock, like not a lock whatsoever. He has the trust of Aaron Rodgers. And that's basically the most ringing endorsement we've seen for Alan Lazard so far this year. But you know who else has uh, lots of trust from Aaron Rodgers? It's 100% Robert Tunyon. Bob, uh, isn't that what they were calling him? Yeah, Bob. Big Bob Bob Tunyon. Yep. Big Bob. um, Like we have already seen based on, you know, his 2020 season that Aaron Rodgers in critical situations, he'll go to Robert Tunyon and he produces like it 11 touchdowns, 586 yards, just two seasons ago had a really down 2021, even before the torn ACL. But 
I, again, you know, going back to what do I look out for, look at for that tight end breakout season or a big monster performance, it's opportunity. And I think there's only so many targets you can feed to Alan Lazard. There's only so many targets to feed uh, to AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones. I do think that as Tunyon improves in his health throughout the course of the season, he is going to get more and more involved. And I think he's just going to finish off to a very, very hot start or hot close to the 2022 season. I, I don't necessarily disagree because I do think he's going to need a little bit of time to get healthy. And we've seen when he plays, like he's almost a lock to score a touchdown a game. Like, especially when, you know, he's fully healthy and they can use him as a receiver. I don't disagree. Now, the, the hard part for me is Kate is that he just doesn't get a lot of receiving yards. In the last 23 games that he has started and finished, he averages 34 receiving yards per game. So you're really banking on him scoring a touchdown. Basically, he has to score a touchdown to be useful for you in fantasy because if he goes three for 34 every week, that's not doing you any favors. So, Yeah, and like even last season, Marcus, only two games where he had more than 50 receiving yards. But, you know, the kicker was he caught a touchdown in both of those games, which, you know, great. And we know that Aaron Rodgers, he's pretty good at throwing touchdowns. And I don't think that's going to change without Devontae Adams. So the actionable advice here, Kate, is to I wouldn't draft him if you have a redraft leave coming up this weekend. And I'm not trading for him now if I'm in a dynasty league either. I'm waiting until early October, mid-October when – He's not playing or he's just not playing a ton of snaps because you know that or you at least you hope by November, December, that's when he starts to look like his old self again. Yes, that's exactly exactly it, Marcus. Okay. Uh, do you, is that all of your bold takes you have? Cause I've got one more before we move on or one more, but one spicy one before we head out. Yeah. You know, Marcus, this is not like, I'm usually a bold takey kind of person and, I will say the tight end position, not a place where I have that many bold takes. Uh, I've got uh, Zach Ertz projected for nine touchdowns, which is a career high, but I don't, I don't really think that's as bold as you would think it is, especially with uh, the hot start he had to close out the 2021 season. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my bold take, but you know, if uh, hashtag Zach Ertz, baby, um, currently being drafted as tight end 10 with with much higher upside while DeAndre Hopkins is out. So that's a mini there. There's my mini take. But again, I don't think it's all that hot takey. So I, I'll spare you. All right, here we go. The hottest, most bold take you're going to have here. Again, this is a bold take show. It doesn't mean that has to be correct. There's a lot of optimism in this take right here. Hayden Hurst. Oh my we'll God. We'll finish <laughs> as a top three tight end this year. In oh my God. I, let's, uh, let's, let's talk it out. Okay. <laughs> First of all, let's every, talk it out. Every few years, we get a random top three or top four performance. And we can go through the names of the last, you know, several Don't years. Jolts. Well, yeah, we'll get 2017, Zach Ertz. Not super surprising. Number four was Delaney Walker. Number five was Evan Ingram. Uh, the season before that, we I mean, the season after that, we had uh, Austin Hooper finished high. Eric Ebron finished as tight end three. Jared Cook was tight end four. 
I mean, like there's some not great tight ends that finish pretty high. Even Dalton Schultz, who you mentioned, he finished as a top six tight end in 2021. In 2020, your beloved Big Bob Tunyon, tight end three. Logan Thomas, who was a wide receiver before that season, finished as tight end four. So it's not wild to see a name like this jump up inside the top three, top four. Let's make the case for Hayden Hurst, right? He is now, for like the first time in his career, the only tight end to worry about, right? There's no Mark Andrews. There's no Kyle Pitts. This is going to be a pass-first offense. We know Hayden Hurst sucks as a blocker. He's just bad. Like he, Nobody's going to say that he's a good blocker. And I think the good thing with the Bengals is now, because they've improved their offensive line, they're not going to need to keep in a tight end to help chip on the the, the the right edge rusher, right? They can allow the tight end to scream down the middle of the field and get open, where a lot of times they had to have CJ Uzama do that last year. We know that teams are going to try to take away Jamar Chase. They're going to take away T. Higgins. This is going to be a lot like the Dalton Schultz thing where, hey, if you're going to let somebody beat us, let's let it be the tight end. I could see this being the season as every week that Hayden Hurst is healthy because that's been a problem before. He is 64 yards and he's got a great chance of scoring a touchdown. Like I, I, I could see a thousand yard season for Hayden Hurst coming out of no, absolutely nowhere. The issue, Marcus, it, like it's the competition, right? Oh like, yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't, I don't see any pathway with like, there's just not enough plays in in the game like there's not enough plays in the game to get him as involved as you want because like we're even talking about like t higgins versus jamar chase is there enough to go around to make both of them top 10 assets now we're throwing hayden hurst into the mix i understand the upside right especially if there were to be an injury to any of these um any of these other like tyler boy if tyler boy goes down for eight games I could see him getting a huge workload. Uzone, or excuse me, Hayden Hurst. I think that's fair, but even even to that point, we still have Joe Mixit. Like I, I don't think there's enough going around to support your take, but that's okay. Um, I it, think it's you're not, wild. It's not a foolproof take. Like I, I understand you can poke holes pretty easily in this take. It's just. The boat sinks pretty quick on yeah, this one, Marcus. Just, if I'm if I'm a team trying to stop the Bengals, let, let's list the priorities. Like number one, yeah. stop Jamar Chase. Like I'm putting a safety over top of Jamar Chase. Number two, I'm not letting T. Higgins beat me one on one down the field. So I'm probably playing a lot of cover two. Okay, that means that Mixon could get a lot of holes in the running game, but that also opens up the middle of the field for Hayden Hurst. It might just be that Hayden Hurst is the least talented skill player on this offense. And because of that, he actually benefits because defenses just, just can't give a lot of attention. Like he's probably going to see the second best linebacker in one-on-one -on -one coverage most of the time. Like that's probably going to happen. And Burrow is a quarterback. He's, he's just going to throw it to the open guy. So I, I could see, I could see something like that happening early in the season. And plus like, could you ask for a better week one matchup like against Devin Bush? Like it's just going to get off to a hot, hot start. If we're going to be, we're going to be talking about Hayden Hurst here. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. I, I think your best point is that he's going to be the absolute lowest on the priority list. And yes, if Joe Burrow, an excellent quarterback recognizes that when he's, he's going through his reads, that 
you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I, I also want to. This say is that, the bold prediction. Yeah, show. it's a bold. I also want to say it's not like Hayden Hurst is an undrafted free agent or anything like that. Like I know his career's gotten off to a rough start, but like he was a first round pick who the Ravens took over Mark Andrews because he's really athletic. He's a really smooth player after the catch. He can't block at all. So he's, he's also really... ninety years old. Correct. I mean. He might want to start looking at retirement homes, but yeah, I, 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 this is the breakout season, Kate. Feeling it. Yeah, I, I am always here for the age twenty nine breakout. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm always here. But uh, all right, there you go. Well, that is it. For the video. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Please tell us that we're wrong on our spicy bold takes. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. Now make your second listen, the ultimate pro football preview 2022. It's an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for the ultimate pro football preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, all the same places that you download. The fantastic Locked On Dynasty podcast. Follow Kate on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. And let's get ready for football next week.